Frankie, come, come on. Frankie, come. Good boy, good boy. Sit, good boy. Down, down, good boy. And stay, stay, good boy. How about you? Can you sit down and stay for the next half hour? This is Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Hello there, I'm Devin from Canada, welcoming you to the June 2019 edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Let's begin this half hour with a song from a CD called 30 Years Harness in Hand. The song by Sally Rogers is called can't you see I'm working? My boss has trouble seeing, so I get to be her eyes. She used to use a cane that had no brain, so she looked for a dog to be her guide. She didn't pick me for my good looks or cause I'd make a cuddly pet. She picked me cause I'm smart, I'm a dog with heart, and I'll get her where she's got to get. Oh, can't you see I'm working? I got a lot of looking out to do. Check in the traffic, test in the curb, making sure nobody gets bruised. I'm working whenever my harness is on. I do my duty with all my might. I could have been a hunter, a sniffer, or a runner, but this job seems just right. The pay's good, though the hours are long. The benefits meet my needs. If I get sick, you bet. She'll take me to the vet, but the worst I've had is fleas. I stay pretty fit for we walk quite a bit And when I'm off duty we play catch I get to sleep by the fire When I retire it's a life that's hard to match Oh can't you see I'm working I got a lot of looking out to do Check in the traffic, test in the curb Making sure nobody gets bruised I'm working whenever my harness is on I do my duty with all my might I could have been a hunter, a sniffer or a runner But this job seems just right Next time we meet upon the street You'll see me dodging all obstacles My boss can trust me to get her on the bus And through doors saying push or pull But if you see me with my harness on Please don't stop to pet My boss is the taskmaster Don't forget to ask her first if I can stop to chat Oh, can't you see I'm working? I got a lot of looking out to do. Check in the traffic, test in the curb, making sure nobody gets bruised. I'm working whenever my harness is on. I do my duty with all my might. I could have been a hunter, a sniffer, or a runner, but this job seems just right. I could have been a hunter, a sniffer, or a runner, but this job seems just right. If you attended the Top Dog Conference at the beginning of this year in Charleston, South Carolina, or if you've heard recordings from that conference, you'll know that the need to develop mutual respect and understanding among users of guide hearing and service dogs was an underlying theme. Brad Morris announced that he had come up with a very tangible way of signifying 
that respect and understanding in the form of a green silk scarf. I chatted with Brad from his home near Charleston about the project. Hi there, Brad, and welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much, Devin. I think we can do some good things here today. I'm sure we can. Uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, solidarity, solidarity scarves in a, a couple of minutes, but uh, first I'd like to find out uh, a little bit about you. Um, do you have a service dog? It might surprise your listeners to learn that no, I don't. I use a power wheelchair for my disabilities, but not a service dog. Okay, um, but I take it then that you know someone who does have a service dog. Absolutely. My spouse has used a service dog since about 2005, and I, I guess I'll just be straightforward in saying that the service dog community, and especially the psychiatric service dog community, has been my second family um, for, for many, many years through my involvement. Okay. So that's why you got quite involved when um, Canada was trying to come up with a, a standard to cover all types of assistance dogs. Oh, right. You're aware of that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's been um, part of the trajectory of my involvement. It began with just a, a little bit here and there of, hey, how can I help? Um, and I had some skills that maybe other people didn't in our organization back then. And it just it snowballed over the years. Um, and so I've tried to, to do whatever I could without stepping on anyone else's toes who actually uses a service dog. Because I believe in the, the nothing about us without us principle, so I try to honor that as much as possible in my advocacy work. I like that, too. And so I take it that you have been doing advocacy for many years then? Yes, yes. I, I think it started out with just trying to chip into other advocacy, uh, other people's advocacy efforts, um, and then it grew to eventually now, um, for the past few years, I've, what I do reflects my title of Director of Government Relations for Psychiatric Service Dog Partners, as well as the the coalition work that we do through United Service Animal User Supporters and Advocates, or USA USA. That's cool. That sounds like quite a plateful. Oh, it it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were um, a panelist at uh, the recent Top Dog uh, get together in Charlestown. Um, South Carolina, um, and you mentioned something about solidarity scarves. Um, can you kind of uh, give a history of uh, how you came up with that idea and and then what they are? I would love to, and there, there's a funny little story in here um, as to how it, it's actually gotten started among people. So. I, I, for, for reasons that I'll get into in a little bit, I was talking about with my friend Janine Stanley, who was hosting that panel, um, and saying, you know, I, I think that we need to have some, some kind of physical representation of, of a movement, of this solidarity movement that we need to get started. 
Um, and so, hey, how about this green silk scarf? And she says, great. And so we end up wearing those to this panel. And so at the beginning of the panel, she says, oh, well, we're, we're going to talk about these silk scarves that we're wearing later. And so we get to it in the questioning, and I didn't realize it was going to be a thing at the top dog conference. So Penny Breeder raises her hand, and she says, oh, I'd really like to get in on that with GDUI. Uh, and, you know, what can we do? Let's talk later. So then, then she has me write an article, and that, that's a press release that's on um, psych.dog on our webpage for psychiatric service dog partners. Um, so it, it sort of it was an idea that a lot of people um, <laughs> just spontaneously jumped in on because there's this real need for it. So I'll, I'll tell you what the movement is that a lot of people have been hungry for. Okay. So we... There, there are um, some divisions, I think, in the service dog community, just, just to be honest, uh, that have come from these silos of information where people, maybe they only get the information about uh, service dog advocacy from their schools and, or from ADI, and they only get that perspective of the organization, as opposed to the perspective of the actual service dog users, the people who care more about human rights than what an organization's doing. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I saw this problem from two directions. Uh, well, I saw it as, as an issue or a challenge, I should say, from two directions. One is uh, looking back from the history to where we are now. We have this issue where people are not communicating with each other um, across these silos, and so we have misunderstandings and we have prejudice that's only made worse by sensational stories in the media. So I thought, well, we need to do something about that. We need to treat each other as real human beings that have stories. We each have our own reasonable way of trying to do our best in the world. Um, so if we talk with each other one-on-one -on -one as individuals, then we're going to understand that better. So I wanted to encourage that. And I also thought, well, let's look at the future of what we want and work our way backwards so we can allow for that to be a possible future. And I'll tell you, Devin, the future that I want is I want people who use service dogs to come together to lift their voices up. And even if there, there are divisions and we want different things here and there, where we want the same thing and where there's a clear best answer or a coalition, I want us to come together and make it happen because the, the government officials aren't going to listen if we don't come together as a coalition. That is but, true. Right. The, the businesses will just steamroll us. It's what's happened in the past. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, you know, we're trying to make that happen through at the organization level, but how do we make it happen at the grassroots level? And to make that possible, I thought we need some kind of um, symbol that says, hey, I'm willing to come together with other people and find what our common interests are so that we can then be more powerful together in our advocacy work. So that's what it's all about. And has it um, gone international yet, do you think? Well, Devin, that's happening right now. We're I thought so. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> um, I, I, think it, I think it is making its way out there. You know, it's... Um, like you mentioned, we have our line on, on work in Canada where you are, and we're trying to keep the communication up there. 
Um, so this just started in January, and like I said, it's sort of spontaneous where it's jumping around. And I have great faith in this taking off because, like I said, it's one of these ideas where people are hungry for this. Most people don't have the prejudice that, oh, well, I think everyone but a guide dog user or everyone but a psychiatric service dog user must be doing the wrong thing. You know, most people don't have that in them. Yep. Most people want to come together and want to do the right thing for everyone, and they want disability rights to be respected, and they don't want to be excluding another group. So there's already a lot of motivation out there. Mm -hmm. Now, are these scarves, and this might sound like a silly question, but are these scarves for people to wear or the dogs? Oh, I love that question. That's perfect, <laughs> especially with the summer. So they, they are to use however you like. Um, so it, as long as you're, you're engaged with it somehow, then that's the idea. It's a signal to others that you believe in this way of coming together. It's not about an organization. It's about the idea. Um, and you can disagree with me about many things, but if you agree about this thing, then forget the other things I say. Oh, yes, I see what you mean. Now, yeah. if we put them on the dogs, though, um, would uh, people who would uh, use a, a fake service dog, so to speak, or a, a miss? behaved or poorly behaved dog and try to pass it off as a service dog, would they not get the idea to put the um, scarves on their dogs just as they have with uh, vests? Oh, that would be funny. Um, so I, th this is a, a, ver a very interesting topic to get into, this idea of fake service dogs or, or the uh, marking your, your dog off in a certain way to make it official. Now, I'm a strong proponent of the view that it's not it's the behavior not belonging of the dog yes. um, that's going to help you figure out whether it, it should have access as a service dog. So regardless of what the dog wears, you know, there, there's no such thing as a fake vest. There's only faking a dog as a service dog. That's right. So, if people want to signal that they support this solidarity movement, that's fantastic, um, but that's not going to absolve them of any responsibility of training their dog or, or of actually having a disability in order to, to take advantage of access rights in the law. Because if they wear a scarf and their dog or they interfere with the work of another dog, then they're... Uh, disrespecting what they say they respect. That's absolutely right. And what, what we say, when we have people call in and we're educating them um, at Psychiatric Service Dog Partners, um, we're always saying that they're, at least according to U.S. law, and I know that this is going internationally, but in our minds, this is a good way to think of it independent of the law. There are three things that you need to have a service dog. One is a disability. The other is the dog needs to be trained to do worker tasks to mitigate that disability. And then um, the third thing is that it, it should be trained so that it will behave in public well. And if it does not behave in public well, then service dog or not, it can be uh, required to leave. Definitely. 
Yeah, we're trying to get that message out up here to, to businesses as well. Yes, it's, it's a big challenge, and if you find any, any uh, secret sauce for that, then let me know, because we need to spread that all around. That's true. So, um, <clears throat> how are you uh, kind of spreading the word about this uh, uh, innovative idea? Well, I, I, know I like to joke, um, but I have lovely people like you, Devin, uh, get in contact with me and say, hey, would you like to do an interview? <laughs> um, we're putting out press releases. Um, one thing that we're not doing is we're not selling scarves ourselves. We we didn't want this to be about any organization um, making money off of this. Okay. I want it to be very democratic. So if you already have a green scarf, you don't need to go and buy a new one, and you know you don't need a scarf with any logo. Um, but if you want one, you can just go on to Amazon or somewhere else and uh, find a green silk scarf. I can I can tell you the particular sellers if you're interested. Um, but it's, it's word of mouth, it's social media, it's all grassroots. And uh, do you find that um, people do put logos on the scarves? Um, I haven't seen that yet. I'm still waiting for someone to sew a, a patch on that they like or something, because, like, my spouse, she loves to sew her service dog patches on things. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see if anyone does that. And, in fact... The next time that we're going to be um, out in person spreading the word is going to be in Rochester this July. Uh, we're going to the GDUI portion of the American Council of the Blind Conference, so that's Guide Dog Users Incorporated. And we'll be doing a presentation there and talking a little bit about the scars there, and I will even have some on hand for those who are especially interested. All right. I may see you there. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. What days is that convention? That's in July, and I believe it's around July 5th through 12th, and that's a Friday to Friday, maybe Friday to Thursday. And we are going to be around um, Sunday through Wednesday, and we're hoping to talk with as many um, guide dog users as we can while we're there. It's just like what we did at Top Dog. Um, we want to humanize uh, other people with other types of disabilities and people who use service dogs for, for things um, other than guide work. Now, you mentioned earlier that there was a uh, an article that had been, been written about the Solidarity Scarves. Where can people have access to that? Perfect. So um, on Psychiatric Service Dog Partners' website, you can get there by, by typing in psych.dog, that's P-S-Y-C-H dot D-O-G, and no.com or anything. It's, that's its own new domain uh, extension. And if you go there and look under For Professionals and Press Releases, it's the first press release. Okay. Tell you all about it, and that can actually also tell you where you can find some of these scarves on Amazon. All right, that's great. Um, well, I certainly hope this catches on, and uh, because respect is definitely what we need. Absolutely, I'm right there with you. Is there anything else that uh, you might want to tell us about this? 
Well, I think I just want to remind people that when uh, two things. One is try to reach out to people who are different from you because something I've learned along the way is as soon as you believe that you know everything, especially about other people, and that you are an expert in something and you have nothing else to learn, that's exactly the point at which you stop being able to learn. So try to keep learning all the time, and that's going to help you uh, be a better coalition worker, a better advocate. Um, and the other thing is, uh, even if you find one or two things you don't like about someone else or another movement or organization, um, try to keep in mind that if we don't find some things that we can come together on, then it's going to be so much easier for opponents to rise up and divide and conquer, and we won't be able to secure the rights that we need as our common interest. I think that's very sage advice. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and thank you so much for being with us. I hope this really takes off. I, I cannot be... Um, impartial. A journalist is supposed to be impartial uh, about things, but I cannot be impartial about this because uh, I think it's an excellent idea. Thanks Thank so much. much. I appreciate the support, Devin. And thanks so much for chatting with us. Absolutely. It's been fun. My goodness, but this half hour does go by fast, doesn't it? Before we go, just let me say once again that if you know of anything happening in the world with regard to guide hearing and service dogs, regardless of where it is, I do hope that you will let me know. I'm also still looking for songs about hearing and service dogs especially seem to have quite a few songs about guide dogs, but even then there are some that uh, I, I don't have names for. So if you can fill me in, that's great. And if there are songs that I can play uh, about guide hearing and service dogs, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at the harness, just like what a guide dog wears, the harness at bell, B-E-L-L, dot net. The harness at bell, dot net. Let's close now with a song by Chris McLean called A Dog Named Money. Have a good month, and we'll see you again on the third Friday of July which I believe is the 19th, if I'm not mistaken. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Got a dog, his name is Money. Love him so much, don't you think it's funny how he always runs away? Wish there was something I could do, make my money stay. When
got money, all my friends agree A fat little bundle like him was what I needed To have a happy home With a dog like money, I'd never have to feel alone I invested my time, taught him to sit Thought that we were a perfect fit He had a restless mind, a fickle heart And money and I were soon to part I've got a dog, his name is Money I love him so much Don't you think it's funny how he always Runs away Wish there was something I could do Make my money stay came back and we made up but money's such an unreliable pup he stuck around for all the toys I bought but he ran away the first chance he got oh money took off the day the bills were due so I put him on a leash locked him in a pen dug a big hole and ran away again learned that holding on to money too tight was a losing battle I'm not willing to Cause he's taught me patience and to have faith Money will come when I'm willing to wait Oh money, I'll welcome you any day you come Oh money, I'll welcome you any way you come Come on money, I'm waiting here patient Won't you please come home Money, stay
I'm DJ Soul, host of Time for Jazz on the Global Voice. I'd like to draw your attention to another jazz program we have, Journey into Jazz, with Chris Gray and Don Thompson. If you like jazz from the 1920s to the present day, with an emphasis on jazz from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, hosted by two people who really know what they're talking about, then this program is for you. Every Wednesday at Zero Hours UTC, Chris and Don bring you Bebop, Swing, Small Groups, Vocals, and Occasional Forays into Jazz from the Present Day. Journey into Jazz with Chris Gray and Don Thompson. Wednesdays at Zero Hours UTC on the Global Voice. And also available from our program gallery. Journey into Jazz with Chris and Don.